From The Australian, this is an episode of our daily news podcast, The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. Every day, we bring our audiences candid insights from our journalists around the nation and the world, from politics and global affairs to business and sport. You can find The Front wherever you got this podcast. Just search for The Front and hit follow or subscribe to hear the latest every morning. In today's episode, we're heading back to the tiny Australian town that's haunted by a huge mystery. I chat to Lost in Larimer creators Kylie Stevenson and Caroline Graham about why the world is losing it over Larimer. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't just ro- tippy-type a little post about this. I have to talk about it. The controversy and chaos that goes on in this little town is mind-blowing. I felt like I needed to concentrate on this series. Like, there's a lot of players and they've all got their own stories, they've all got their own histories. Every so often, a story comes along that captures our collective imaginations. Right now, it's a salacious tale from a tiny Australian town. Larimer, population 11. It's been catapulted onto the world stage by a Netflix documentary series called Last Stop Larimer, which digs into the mysterious 2017 disappearance of local man Paddy Moriarty. There's three sides to every story. There's yours, there's mine, and then there's the truth. Paddy and his dog Kelly were last seen at Larimer's eccentric local pub, the Pink Panther, on December 16 of that year. His home was left virtually untouched, as if he'd walked out the door and never come back, causing the few friends he had in Larimer to wonder if something sinister had occurred. Last year, a coronial inquest confirmed those fears. And Greg Kavanagh said that despite no body being found, he does believe Paddy Moriarty is deceased. He doesn't know how he died, but he said his death was likely in the context of this ongoing dispute with his nearest neighbours. He didn't identify anyone in particular as being responsible for Mr Moriarty's death, but he has referred the matter both to the Director of Public Prosecutions and the Commissioner of Police, saying in his view he believes offences may have been committed. Those neighbours have denied anything to do with Paddy's disappearance and presumed death. No, I hated his guts, but I never spoke to him. But it's the fact that a murderer could be hiding in plain sight among the town's minuscule population that set the internet alight. Last Stop Larimer is one of the most fascinating documentaries you will ever see. Before Netflix came to town, there was Lost in Larimer, an investigative podcast produced by The Australian back in 2018. The remarkable thing about it is that it unfolded almost in real time. That's because one of the hosts, Kylie Stevenson, was staying in Larimer for a writer's retreat shortly before Paddy Moriarty went missing. She encountered him a couple of times at the Pink Panther pub. I probably saw him every day I was there. Whenever I wandered into the bar for a drink in the afternoon, he'd be hanging around having his drinks and I'd sit down and have a chat. We probably didn't talk about anything too deep. It was more just about how he ended up in Larimer and how he ended up in Australia from Ireland. I remember one day he told me that he did have seven or eight children 
We talked a lot about his dog, which at the time was not Kelly, the dog that went missing with him, but was a dog called Rover, who he'd had for a long time, a border collie. He was just one of many people who were in the bar that I'd pull up a bar stool next to and have a chat with. Kylie says she wasn't immediately concerned by the news of Paddy's disappearance. When I first heard the news that someone had gone missing from Larimer, I just assumed it was probably a tourist or something like that. It's very hot, very easy to get lost in a place like Larimer. There's not a lot of landmarks. But when I heard that it was Paddy, I immediately thought, this isn't someone wandering off into the bush and getting lost. My first thoughts were probably something like a medical episode, a heart attack or a snake bite, something like that. I certainly didn't jump straight to the idea that something more sinister had happened. Kylie's collaborator and co-host, Caroline Graham, remembers how the story sort of came to them. Kylie was pitching a podcast actually before Paddy went missing, just about Larimer as a town. And unfortunately, Paddy went missing partway through that process. And we had the sense that it was this extraordinary place that was sort of caught in this precarious position in and of itself. Like in many ways, the story is not just the disappearance of a man, but the potential disappearance of a town and the way of life that it represents. And I think we both felt that whatever came next, things were going to shift in some sort of big way and that this was an opportunity to capture a place that might not exist again. So we did all of this very quickly and very last minute, but I think we just felt like it was a story that had to be told and took the leap and did it. The leap was worth it. Kylie and Caroline won a Walkley Award for their work on Lost in Larimer. They also wrote a book and returned to cover last year's inquest. So it's safe to say that Paddy Moriarty and the Northern Territory town he called home are never far from their minds. Because there hasn't been a resolution, there's been no arrest made, there's been no body found. It's always going to be something I think about what happened to Paddy, particularly I think because I had met him. He's someone who isn't just a picture on a news story, which that picture of him with his dog has become quite iconic. But to me, he's I can picture sitting in the front bar of the Larimer Hotel and having a chat with him. So yeah, it, it feels very unfinished. And, um, you know, I think what we aimed for when we were making the podcast and writing the book is some justice for Paddy. So until that happens, I think it will always occupy part of my brain, yeah. It's strange for me that I have spent four years with this man that I have never met. And I think one of the things that I think about a lot is that Paddy did not have family or didn't have family that we could find. And so in some ways we are in quite a weird position of being an advocate for someone that we've never met, but really aware that there is this space that is empty. I think one of the things in doing this story, and you can hear it in the podcast, I think we bring it to the surface a few times. We went house to house and we talked to people and all of these stories were in conflict, but each person we talked to seemed totally sincere and totally credible. And we'd walk away from one interview going, I think that's true. And then we'd go to the next door and knock on the door and have a cup of tea and say, well, that seems true. And they can't all be true, but it has done something to me in terms of like, what is the nature of truth and how subjective is it and how malleable is it? But as Kylie says, I think the big thing is this is that it's hard a story about justice. We still touch base. That's currently the case is sitting with the DPP. So we give them a call or an email every month or so 
to check in. We're still hopeful that there might be some resolution. Coming up after the break, how the Netflix effect could see this thing get solved. Twenty eighteen is a lifetime ago in podcast terms. Kylie Stevenson and Caroline Graham produced Lost in Larimer just four years after Serial, the podcast that started it all, was released. So it's fair to say everyone, including the Australian's Headley Thomas, who was producing The Teacher's Pet at the same time, was muddling their way through. Here's Caro. We were really, really green in audio. We could have been more prepared in terms of the tech, but also it's this very harsh and unforgiving landscape. You'll hear at times in the audio there are these sort of peculiar sounds. So, yeah, it's a pretty difficult landscape to kind of navigate in terms of sound. I hope that at least our failings on that front mean that the experience the listeners get is the experience of what it's like to be in Larimer. In terms of the story, I mean, we also were working on a really tight time frame. So from the time we returned from Larimer until it was all published was about three, three and a half weeks, I think. So I think there are some things that we might have changed a little bit, but I think it was a story we felt so connected to and in some ways I feel like it almost kind of came out in the format it wanted to come out in regardless. I don't know that more time would have changed too much of it. When Kylie and Caro rocked up to the courthouse in Catherine ahead of last year's inquest hearings, they noted that there was more media milling about than there were residents of Larimer. Outlets here in Australia and around the world have returned to this curious, confusing story time and time again in search of answers. Not much has ever happened in this tiny village on the edge of the desert, six hours south of Darwin. Until now. What was it about the story of Patty Moriarty that drew you in? This could well be the story of the day, I think. It's a bizarre mystery gripping the top end. It involves a missing man, a pink pub with a crock, and a feud over pies. The podcast creators have seen the Netflix documentary series Last Stop Larimer and hope it will reinvigorate the case. Here's Kylie. I signed up to Netflix immediately when it was coming out. It was really nice for me to go back and see those people. I get down there occasionally, but not very often. So it was nice to kind of revisit those things, particularly with Barry, because Barry has passed away and it was really nice to see him again. It was just really kind of reassuring that, yes, this is an amazing story. There are so many incredible people in this one small place and they're all extremely interesting on top of the fact that someone among them has gone missing. There was a lot more to the story. There was a lot more depth to that town than than what seems there is when you drive past at 130 on the highway. And here's Caro. In many ways, it felt like a nostalgic experience. It's through someone else's eyes, but it is like I really liked just being able to kind of revisit this place that we've been so attached to. And we've spent four years buried in this story. So I think there's almost, I don't know, it feels like this kind of thing where you're a little bit kindred and that you've had that same experience and um, been drawn to it in the same ways. I do know that cases that get media attention, that often leads to justice outcomes. And I guess to that end, it still helps the cause. It's help that would be welcomed by the authorities. Everyone we talk to has an opinion, has an idea, but 
again, if ultimately this leads us down to path of a resolution, then I guess that's okay. And certainly in researching the podcast and the book, we have people tell us things that they did seem to have some insight into and, and some ideas that police perhaps hadn't thought of and we passed those on. So, yeah, you never know where these things will lead so far. Nowhere, unfortunately, but we're hopeful that it will take us to a conclusion. This is still an open police investigation. There is a reward, a substantial reward for information that might lead to an arrest in this case. If you do have information, I know that the police would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. We would still love for there to be a justice outcome here. Carly Stevenson and Caroline Graham are the journalists behind Lost in Larimer. You can listen to Lost in Larimer wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Lost in Larimer. Thanks for joining us on The Front this week. Our team is Claire Harvey, Liat Zamaglou, Tiffany Dimack, Jasper Leake and me, Kristen Amiot. Access a world of true crime podcasts on CrimeX+ where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime.